Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Questions that I have, and then at the end, if I got time to um, uh, answer some of the questions that people have, we're going to do that. Hi, everyone. How you doing? Um, so here we are uh, with Jen Pike. What would you, Jen, what's your official? I've been telling you, like, calling you a hormone educator. I know you're also like a nutritionist, you're a personal trainer. Like what, what would your official, like, what do you do officially? <laughs> well, <laughs> there's a couple letters behind there, but I am a functional medicine diagnostic nutritionist and a medical exercise specialist. And under that umbrella, my specialty is women's health and hormones. That is who I work with exclusively. So um, my takeaway from that is like, you don't just do surface shit. Like you, and yeah. I, I don't like using that term root cause. Cause I mean, everyone at the end of the day is trying to figure out why, but that's really essentially like, you're just kind of taking it to the next level. Like you're not just doing exercises. You're doing specific exercises for a purpose, like there's mm -hmm. purpose and intention behind your nutrition, behind your exercise, behind all of that, like functional medicine, like that's kind of a new term, um, to, and our demographic tends to be a little bit older. Um, so what, like, what is that? Like, is that just like, what, what does that mean? Like, if I can't, if I come to you, what can I expect? So functional is that we're looking outside a lot of the, the surface testing, the basic, the quick, you know, seven to 10 minute appointment of like, all right, just run down your, your top one or two we can fit in right now and doing the basic okay. because we are not basic and we are very complex as women yeah. and every individual yeah. woman needs an individualized approach. So in functional medicine, you're going to find more individual and customized as opposed to just run of the mill. You know, we've run the, the quote unquote test, you're fine. And the woman leaves feeling I am not fine and, yeah. and kind of throws her hands up in the air. So in the functional health space, we just have a lot of tools, a lot of different testing, a lot of different metrics that we can use to help not only us understand what's going on in your body, but educate you along the journey so you understand what's going on in your body yeah and by no means are we bashing doctors at all I have oh, not respect for doctors but you know even I've gone to my doctor and said like I don't I don't know like I don't feel great like mm. you know I, I'm tired every day and I'm thinking there might be something going on with hormones and he's like well why do you think that again I'm tired every day like I mm -hmm. this can't be this normal you know this I'm, I, I you know my energy's not great I'm not sleeping great you know I, I have that typical where you know I'm so tired in the morning and then right before bed I'm wired and can't sleep you know yeah. which is very typical like so and then he's like okay well do you want to get some blood work done like I don't know do I like I don't well, know but, but here here is and this is a great place to start Gina is part of the the issue is that we've been taught that they are specialists and know everything about everything and they don't yeah. they're generalist and so that's great if I I was interviewing a functional medicine doctor yesterday in my podcast and she was hit by a truck at 60 miles per hour. You do not come to me when you've been hit by that truck. You are no, going to no. the medical yes. expert, and, right? So it's, it's understanding the time and the place. And what, what we do in our company is we try to work very co-collaboratively with your family doctor or mm -hmm. with your functional medicine doctor or with right. your endocrinologist, you know, or your diabetes specialist or whoever it is you're working with. It's not about it. Like it can only be this person and this is the only vehicle, you know, to move through. So I think that is part of the functional and the holistic. And it's so funny. And I, I hate even saying like the alternative health space, because this is yeah. actually what it was before big pharma got involved and it became more of these kind of silos and we are not silos as women, right? We are, yeah. we're so beautifully intricate, but we just don't understand half of what we're feeling and what's going on in our body. And that's what I love doing is really helping educate women. So they understand. And you so freely do that. And I want to see off the top, I was just actually talking to Jen, because I was over on your Instagram page where you're always sharing great tips, but actually all this month, it's perfect mm -hmm. timing. You're actually going to be talking about hormones over there. Yeah. 28 days. Uh, and we do a lot of like free content. I mean, every day there's info over on the Instagram feed of Jen Pike, over 200 episodes on the podcast, 300 episodes on YouTube. 
anybody can access that. And so every day for 28 days, we're going high level hormone education specifically for women in their bodies. Okay. Love that. Okay. So let's get right into it. Um, what are hormones? Like, what are they? <laughs> and like, really? And I think we're so like, as women, when, when the word hormone gets thrown out there, we, we always think sex hormones and there's so many different kinds mm -hmm. of hormones, but mm -hmm. what are the hormones that when we were talking as women, like what specific hormones are we talking about? And also I want to preface before we get into this conversation, because I, I do a poster of you in the group, as, as you know, because uh, you know how we do things around here and, and women can ask the questions. Obviously, a lot of them have some personal questions, but a mm -hmm. lot of them are very like, how is this going to affect my weight loss? Is it, am I, if I have hormone issues, am I going to be able to lose weight? What about PCOS, Hashimoto's, all those things. Mm -hmm. So before we get started, like this is exactly the kind of program on a super basic level that really benefits um, your body in all the best ways. And the hormones are all factored into that, your sex hormones, your satiety hormones, all the different kinds mm -hmm. of hormones. So this, like, I want you guys to not work the program will benefit you absolutely, but this is how we make it individual to your needs. 20,000 people in the program, we're all human, we have a body, the process mm -hmm. for the most part will work for everybody, but if you have certain health issues that you have going yeah. on, or hormonal issues, this is how you can make you, like make this process individual. So if you think that you've got hormonal issues, then what can you do about it? And that's the conversation we're going to have today. But don't stress about weight loss because what you're doing here is going to really make a difference with that. But this is kind of like next level. We want to talk about all the other, maximum when it comes to hormones, all the other things that you can do. So Jet, what are hormones? Like what are they and how do they work? So just a little bit of education on that. At the most basic level, hormones are chemicals. They're chemical messengers. And so they are, there's a story that is unfolding and that is being written in your body literally every moment of every day. And as women, we are never in the exact same hormonal phase or cycle in a 24 hour period. So mm -hmm. this is why you can literally feel great today and wake up tomorrow and be like, oh, like something's off. This is why you could wake up today and see the scale moving downward. And in three days, wake up and the scale's moving up or staying <laughs> still. And you're like, yeah. I've not changed anything. Yeah. So when it comes to, so hormones at a basic level, chemical messengers communicating, right? There, there's major teamwork going on. Now, what are the different types of hormones? There are so many in your body. So let's start to break down kind of categories. So you said sex hormones. So these yeah. are specifically, you're looking at things like your estrogens, your progesterone, your testosterone. There's also hormones like sex hormone binding globulin. There are hormones like DHEA, which are produced in your adrenals. We need to have DHEA in order to produce other healthy hormones. You need cholesterol to produce those hormones. Then you have insulin. You talked about satiety hormones, which are leptin and ghrelin right? This mm -hmm. is like at the core level of what you're teaching the women in this program is actually blood sugar stability, yes. which is the base. If you really care about supporting your hormones, getting your digestion on par and balancing your blood sugar are like the one, two knockouts that if you are like, I have this much energy and this much focus, and this is what I can nail down digestion and your blood sugar. And you are going to be in such a better place moving forward. Then we have hormones that we are looking at, like our thyroid hormones. Yeah. And these are the ones that can most definitely impact our weight, our weight gain, our weight loss, our body composition. So you might weigh the same, but the way your body distributes that weight in terms of your adiposity, like your fat tissue versus your muscle tissue, um, you know, and, and with thyroid hormones as well, that's probably one of the most frustrating areas of miseducation and um, misdiagnosis because the testing is so incomplete that we receive mm -hmm. as women, right? Mm -hmm. So we've talked about this in previous episodes, TSH, it's not a thyroid hormone. It's a signaling hormone from the brain to the thyroid. So if we have a woman who's saying, I am cold all the time, I am constipated, I cannot lose weight, my hair is thinning and falling out, my eyebrows are thinning, my period is all over the place, we definitely want to rule out any thyroid issues. So we need to measure TSH, is her brain signaling appropriately to the gland? Then we need to understand what is her free T4 and her free T3. These are, and there's T2 and T1, but they're not high enough measurements, but T4 and T3, this is coming from the gland. Her, the metabolically active form of your thyroid hormone, which is stoking your metabolic fire, which is supporting your body temperature, hair growth, skin, nails, all of that. That's free T3. Right. But here's the issue. And this is what we don't get taught. 
your thyroid gland is producing that, but you have to shuttle majority of those hormones from the thyroid to the liver and the gut where all that conversion takes place. And then all the cells in your body are like, give me that T3, give me that T3. Like I got muscle to build. I have a brain to function. I got energy I need. I have some weight that I need to release and let go. And if women are sitting low in those hormones, they're going to struggle with, with the weight for sure. If they have any type of autoimmune condition that's impacting the thyroid, which is Hashimoto's, yeah. which the only way that we, well, not the only way, there's two different ways that we look at testing uh, and understanding if a woman has regular underactive thyroid or Hashimoto's, you have to have your antibodies tested. And so there's two antibodies specific to the thyroid that we're talking about, which is thyroid peroxidase, and that's called TPO. And then thyroglobulin, which is TGAB, if those are elevated. And here's the thing too, is that when you get your blood work back in ladies, you have to ask for a paper copy or register to get your access online. You need to have that info. If those levels are above 20 and 35, respectively, you're in the suboptimal range on your blood work. It'll say, as long as you're below 40 and 45, you're fine. You're good. Yeah. As soon as you start to see it creep up, that's when it's like, okay, I'm paying attention. Now I'm going to start to do the things to decrease these antibody levels. Gina, I have had women come into my practice who have gone to their doctor umpteen times. They have had some signaling of the TSH being an issue. They've been sent to an endocrinologist. No one has done their antibody testing. We push, we get it done. And I have worked with women whose antibodies are in the thousands. And what that means is that her immune system is now starting to attack the healthy tissue of her thyroid. Mm, yeah. That woman's going to have horrible joint pain, massive inflammation, you know, heart palpitations, anxiety, her body will struggle with weight. So, you know, the, it's, I don't think we realize sometimes that thyroid hormones are hormones as well. And so, um, those are probably the, the categories I would say, the ones we just talked about that women are most struggling with. Why? Why? Why the thyroid issues? Why are they so prevalent? Why does every woman who comes in? So many issues. Why? Why? Uh, Number one, improper testing. So when her body starts to show signs and symptoms, it's not getting flagged soon enough. And she is spending, it takes on average five to 10 years for a woman to get properly diagnosed with her thyroid. So by the time- but lifestyle is huge. So again, okay. If a woman has unstable blood sugar, her nervous system is going to be stressed. Her adrenals are going to be stressed and those directly correlate to supporting a healthy thyroid. Mm. If she does not have enough nutrients in her diet, if she's not getting in micronutrition. So we focus so much on the macros, carbs, fats, and proteins. Where are your vitamins, your minerals, your phytonutrients? which is why, you know, getting in your, your vegetables is so important, supporting your minerals. So if she's low on iodine, if she's low in magnesium, if she's low in selenium and zinc, and a lot of those core minerals, Mm. that's going to be an issue. If she's a woman who had a extremely heavy period for majority of her life and her other minerals like iron were very low, her B12 was low, her vitamin D is low, all of the, your thyroid needs all of those in order to function properly. If she's been under tremendous stress, if she has heavy metal exposure, mercury fillings, if she's had a root canal, she is more prone to a thyroid issue. If she's had major trauma in her life, your thyroid, again, it's a thermostat and, and it's not just a metabolic thermostat. It is like, it's very much like our brain taking in and receiving messages from our environment, and our nervous system and everything else going on. So, you know, how we support that thyroid. The other thing I want to say on that is exercise can be a huge impact on your thyroid. So for women who are training too intensely, too Mm -hmm. long, too Mm -hmm. often, Mm -hmm. you are actually not supporting your thyroid. You're doing the opposite. You're stressing your body out even more. Yeah. And and I want you to barely keep up and handle what you're doing. And now you're just, yeah. Right. And same for, you know, why else does it happen? The third leading cause of thyroid disease in women right now is postpartum thyroiditis. So if you think about, I mean, you've had four children, you think about, you know, the lifestyle that you're living, maybe when you get pregnant with your first, now you have a baby and how much stress that is. And everything is different in your body. And now you're, you're raising that child. 
and, and then you're pregnant again, and then you're going through that again, and you're not sleeping and you're not feeding yourself well. And, you know, mm -hmm. when you're mom, you can have the best intentions, but we're always putting our children and everyone else ahead of us. Yeah. And so you might not be feeling good. You're burning the candle at both ends and you're just ignoring it because you're like, I don't have time. That's because back in the day, there used to be a village of people that would help yeah. you raise your children. And yep. you know, it's so interesting that I asked you why. And as you started talking, I'm like, just basically because we're women and yeah. life, right? Like we live these extremely stressful lifestyles. So you're right. Women, they put everything and everyone above their own needs. Like it just mm -hmm. makes sense. So really what happens is that we just systematically get broken down and we don't take the time to build ourselves back up. And then we mm -hmm. get to an age where our hormones are starting to change and it really impacts us because we've done nothing to take care of ourselves. And we're just yeah. like all broken down and hanging on by the skin of our teeth over here. And then we're wondering why our hormones are having such an impact on yeah. Ah, okay. I just want to stop because you also let me know that you were doing this workshop with moms and their daughters. Mm -hmm. Can we talk about that for a sec? Because I think like this is where it starts. It's like the, even the whole thing about having your menstrual cycle is so taboo. Like mm -hmm. it's like, oh, you're getting it. Welcome to the club. Like, yay. You know what I mean? And or the opposite, like this sucks. You're going to have it for, you know, it's like, it's the curse. It's that you're going to yeah. dread it every month. And, or like it's dirty and it's yeah. shameful and you need to hide it and like, don't, yeah. you know, don't let anybody know what's going on. And so a couple of years ago, I was asked by a group of moms, if I would offer like a mother daughter version of the hormone project or a talk because they were struggling. Their daughters did not want to hear it from them. And I, yeah. I have kids they are like, <laughs> please stop talking. And, um, but they, and they didn't know these women are like, I don't even understand yeah. what is going on. And I don't know how to help her. And yeah. we see like, I just finished doing a free series last week, all about PCOS, which is, oh my God, Gina, the amount of young girls and women who are being diagnosed with PCOS being just slapped on the pill, like it's nothing. And then yeah. these women want to, you know, become mothers one day or heal their body. And it's just become so ubiquitous. It's like, oh, you have a problem with your period. Oh, you have a problem with your hormones. Take this pill, put this IUD in, slap this patch on. And, and it's really just like, we're saying, just be quiet and go away. Yeah. Yeah. It, that's, it's not empowering and it doesn't teach. So and no education, and there's no education none. happening. And what none. they do get in school is so minimal and not in a real safe environment for them to be asking questions. Right. Stuff. You know what I mean? Just, yeah. Yeah. So, so February 16th, I'm doing it online. And so it's actually two parts. So the first part is for mom to come and for me to talk to her as a grown adult woman about all of the different phases and what's going on in the body and what she, you know, should start to pay attention to in her daughter, what would be considered to be like, that's normal. That's okay. But that's not, that actually yeah. does need some additional attention, you know, yeah. doctor appointment, working with someone, whatever it may be. And then the second part, I actually teach to the girls. So ages mm -hmm. like 18 to 25 is really, and I, at 25, it's still a lot of these women are showing up as little girls. They do yeah. not know and understand, you know, what's going on in their body. So, and then we, we carry that forward. When we go to have conversations with our doctors, we want to talk yeah. about it, but we don't really know mm -hmm. what we're talking about. And then we don't feel empowered. And our doctor tells us we're fine or just take that. And we don't know the questions to ask. And we yeah. don't know what's normal and not. And then we're all like little girls going to our doctor and being like, mm -hmm. oh, and I did, yeah. And what's wrong with me, you know? So. You know, and it's the work that that I do in my practice and that we do with the women that we work with, it we spend a lot of time talking to them because your symptoms are they're part of that story of the messages that are going yeah. on. But yeah, to just do like a one-off, like there's so there's so many layers that we need to work through. And I find like for women who have a lot of pain at ovulation, a women who have a lot of pain, you know, in their period, they have horrible PMS, or women who have PMDD. When you talk to them, there was a traumatic experience associated around either when they first got their period, yeah. the energy around having a period, their relationship about, you know, really embodying being a woman and that feminine energy. And, you know, it's, yeah, the, the education piece is, is huge. And it's like, I always say, look out, you meet a woman educated about her body, mm, like she is unstoppable because she's empowered.
Yeah, I get. I, I love working with young girls because when they, you say to them, uh, like, oh, well, if I go long periods of time and I don't give my body what it needs, my body will get what it needs on its own. So it'll start storing fat. Well, yeah, if you eat less, exercise more, force your body to burn fat, you'll lose the weight. But guess what? You'll gain it all back plus more. Once they get that and they're like, oh, I just have to make sure I'm giving my body what it needs. Oh, food just eating normally is not going to cause me to gain weight. No, it's yeah. not. Like your body, there was a reason. Once they get that, oh my God, I can't even imagine all the years it saves them of stress. Right. Term- oil and you know i'm just thinking oh. yeah and then they get it and they go live their lives and thinking wow if we could get them at that young age and really educate them and you know what really works and doesn't work and how your body works i guess that's a big part of it well and you know what you're saying there as well too is like when these young girls you know it's it's such a long period of time that changes happening in our body yeah. when we're going through puberty and getting into our 20s and we literally we we honestly go through like I say two, but now I'm like, no, it's really three puberties we go through because you go through your initial puberty, which is about a decade long of hyper hormones, your body trying to like figure out these new pathways, like who am. And that period of time, we have to remember like the teenage years are also on purpose, the most selfish years of mm-hmm. our lives, because this is where you're, you know, learning to assert yourself and use your voice and boundaries. And you're dealing with a lot. And then we go through another form of puberty if you have children, which is the postpartum phase where again, hormones are hyper and trying to figure things back out. And then you go into perimenopause, which is another, this is actually puberty in reverse. So these girls who are dieting, like you talk about not eating enough, what is happening and why they become more prone to things like insulin resistance, PCOS, hypoglycemia, and all of this is because the blood sugar is not balanced. And we produce testosterone in our body in that gets converted into estrogen for the ovaries. And what happens if you are a woman that has unstable blood sugar, you know, major sugar cravings, you know, insulin is just not in balance. You get the highs and the lows you are making yourself more prone to preventing this conversion of healthy levels of estrogen. And you end up with excess testosterone, excess androgens. This is the birthplace of PCOS. So it's really, really important. Because hormones regulate. And when your hormones are off, your body regulation is off. And yeah. Then- and your mood and your emotions, like the other set of hormones we didn't talk about, and they're referred to as neurotransmitters are the ones that are produced in the lining of your gut. Right. Mm-hmm. So we get taught that if you are feeling anxious or depressed, or you have mood swings, it's all, it's all up here. Yeah. And, and that's actually not true. Majority of those neurotransmitters, serotonin being the most abundant, 90% of it is produced in the lining of your gut. And we can understand this on a level where you say like, what does your gut tell you? Like, listen yes. to your gut instinct. What yeah. is your intuition? Yeah. And, and we all know, like, if you drop into your body as a woman and get out of your head, you know, if you're on the right track, you know, if it's a hell yes, you know, if something's sketchy, you know, yeah. And, um, so when we're working with women where PMS, PMDD, the mood swings and irritability just feel like it's taking their life over a big part of what we work on is supporting the gut health because that lining needs to be so rich and so healthy in order to support the production of those key hormones. It's really important. So let's talk about then, then let's talk about addressing and let's talk about signs and symptoms and addressing and supplements and diet and all those things. And where does soy fit in? And it's a, you really need to avoid soy and all of that. But can we just talk about balancing? Cause you know, people talk about, everyone's talking about balancing your hormones and just the reality, there is no balancing of your hormones, There's no straight line are always in flux. So maybe let's start with that in the terminology that we can use when talking about our hormones. It's really an ebb and a flow. That's what it is with your hormones. It is not homeostatic. It's not this. It is, there's meant to be this undulation because you go through different phases every single month. So when you, when your period stops, that's actually where the phases in your hormones begin. You go through something called this follicular phase where you're, because when you have your period and you're on your bleed, your hormones are at their lowest. Okay. Which is also why you feel like you want to pull back and kind of hang out lower to the ground too. And and that's designed on purpose. Okay. Your body purposely keeping you low energy, shutting you down so it can focus on other things. And so many women are like, what's wrong with me? What's wrong with me? And I swear our bodies are like, 
You look good. Like, uh, excuse me, <laughs> you are shedding a organ right now called your uterus, and then you have to regrow it. Like, excuse us, we've got some big work to do. Park your ass you know. on that couch <laughs> and just like take her down a notch. I know, yet as women, we feel guilty about honoring our I bodies. Know. You can just imagine the disconnect. Yeah. Right? Like, and so the reality is, though, is like if we could literally create grace and space of 48 hours. Mm to literally just like go for a walk instead of a run yeah be you know sleep in the hour longer instead of getting up and being part of the 5 a.m club yeah. going to bed an hour earlier instead of watching another show or doing the dishes like that's yeah. actually all your body is asking for it's yeah. just showing up as like boob tenderness and exhaustion and a backache and mood swings because it's like you are not listening they're all messages. You're, it's all it's all messages. Your body's like, hey, over here, mm -hmm. could use your help. <laughs> your yeah. boobs sore. Hey, calm your ass down. Sit down. Yeah. Have a nap. Yeah. 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 So you go, you go through these. So when you come out of your period, you go into this beautiful phase of the follicular where your estrogen starts to surge again. Testosterone yeah. starts to pick up. This is when you're like, you start to feel good again. And yeah. then you come into ovulation, which is another peak. And for a lot of women, they can feel amazing in ovulation. They're like, bring it on. I want to like, show me to the world. You know, I want to attract. That's what ovulation is. I want to attract. Yeah. But for some women, ovulation is their most painful part of their cycle. Hey, I never understood this because, you know, in trying to, um, cause there was a point where Tony and I were trying to have babies mm -hmm. and whatever. And, you know, I'd be like, what is, what gives your ovulation, which is the time where you're supposed to be having the sexy time. And I feel the most unsexy. Mm -hmm. Like I just felt floated. I felt gross. I was tired. I'm like, I don't feel like sexy time. This is, yeah. this is a flaw in the human design. How can <laughs> this moment be the moment that I need to get sexy and I feel bloated and gross and mm -hmm. I'm not feeling good. I'm not feeling it. No. Well, and see, so what can happen here is that if estrogen is surging higher than progesterone, or yeah. you aren't actually ovulating that month, or you're not having a healthy, strong, uh, you know, luteinizing surge from that progesterone, that's what can have us retaining water, feeling bloated, mm -hmm. getting the boob soreness at that time. And, and women are like very specific, but they'll say, no, there are two days out of the month. Like I know I am ovulating because this is how I feel. Some will even say like, I feel the twinge. I know what's that. I can tell you what's that. Exactly. On. Yeah. And this is the other thing too, is we don't, so we ovulate from different ovaries each month and it doesn't go like I go, you go. It's not like that. You might have one more dominant ovary that actually ovulates more often than the other, which is why you could also have like a couple of really smooth periods that are good. And then you get this one that just comes out of left ah, field and you're like, what the? Yeah. Again, I didn't change anything, all of that. So it's understanding that as well too, and not panicking about it. Um, but that is, you know, in an ideal scenario, we do, we should feel like that coming into ovulation. But after that, when we're in that, that luteal phase where we've now hopefully ovulated and progesterone has come on the scene, this is a calming hormone and mm -hmm. progesterone is like, so if you teach about things like the, the combination of a protein and a carbohydrate, why are bringing those two together so important or protein and a fat or a carbon of fat? Because one helps to slow down and ground the other. That is progesterone and estrogen. Progesterone is your calming, grounding, parasympathetic hormone. Estrogen is like, shit's about to get real. And it, yeah. she's big and boisterous and we love her. Yeah. But if you like, if that queen goes off on her own and has nobody around her, <laughs> he's going to cause problems. Yeah. Now, when you are perimenopausal and menopausal, yes. typically estrogen is, is sitting, you're not ovulating every cycle anymore. So yeah. you are having less and less progesterone as the months go on and potentially more estrogen, depending on your lifestyle. This is okay. where like the food you eat, your alcohol, your coffee, your plastics, your chemicals, your body products, all of those impact estrogen. All of those impact thyroid, because mm -hmm. if we have excess estrogen that the body's not able to clear, it can bind up and that can impact your thyroid as well too. Um, and this is why testing reverse T3 for your thyroid is also important because it's a biomarker that can tell us if inflammation is happening. Some women, their estrogen plummets as quickly as their progesterone. And those are the women that are like, I am changing the bed sheets in the middle every night because I am That's so funny. damn hot. I can't sleep. My waist is expanding. What the heck is going on? I'm packing yeah. the pounds on, you know, and that's typically when both estrogen and progesterone have dropped down. Okay. Some women end up having higher testosterone for periods of time. And those women are like, um, 
I am growing a beard <laughs> and yeah. I'm losing hair on my head and I'm breaking out. Why am I 40 with acne? So this is the part where going to your doctor with these things, good luck. Like, I'm sorry, it's, they're not the fit for those symptoms. That's where you need to work with a functional practitioner who is going to do comprehensive blood work. Who's going to run proper hormone testing. When you're testing for hormones, you want to do blood and urine. Okay. So that is where doing something like the Dutch test, which is a dry urinary test for comprehensive hormones comes in. Now your doctor, they're not trained on these tests. They will not know what a Dutch test is. They'll probably even scoff at it or just be honest and be like, I have no idea what that is. So that's where you work with a a functional practitioner on that test. Can I just stop you right there too? There are a lot of people offering these tests. who are not qualified to read the results of these tests. So you Mm -hmm. need to find someone who not only offers these tests, but they have the education in the background to actually interpret the test properly. That is the issue. It's not in the testing. It's the interpreters of the testing. And there's a lot of, you know, everyone's out there on the internet and everyone's an expert at the end Mm -hmm. of the day. So you really need to find reputable people. There's nothing wrong with finding, you know, for testing and, and, and gathering information. You've got to have the right person interpret your information. Yeah. And I actually, um, we're, we're teaching our third round right now. I ended up teaming up with the medical director, uh, Dr. Carrie Jones for Dutch, which is the, the company that runs this test. Now she's the oh. medical education director for Rupa health in the United wow. States. Nice. And we teach practitioners how to interpret the test. Yeah. So yeah. like, and this is it because if someone is interpreting it incorrectly, and then they're putting you on a protocol or are they like, oh, all of your symptoms sound like you have too much estrogen yeah. and they don't properly test or they don't understand your detox pathways, phase one and two. And now they put you on something like DIM mm. or indole three carbonyl and mm. you actually end up at, you have low estrogen. You are going to go from feeling not so good to feeling like crap really fast. And that mm. woman is going to end up with all of those very menopausal symptoms that we talk about. So yeah, you want to know that the person you're working with knows and understands what they're reading. And it goes for any test. It's no different than, you know, I work with so many women who are like, my doctor told me that, you know, my iron was fine. And I'm like, so the range is 11 to 144 and yours is 12. So yes, you're in the range. That's not fine. That that's what we call suboptimal. And so this is why getting a copy of your blood work, we have a free, um, like a, a video all about blood work that we send out to women oh. as well and, and walk you through and actually like what we generally would recommend. Now here's okay. the struggle. The struggle is going to be getting your doctor to agree to do all the testing. Yeah. So advice for that. Cause I did see some women saying, how do I even talk? I've tried to talk to my doctor. I go in there, I flub it all up. I leave, I accomplish nothing. How do I, and obviously, you know, doctors don't want to just do any test. They can't have everyone walking in and demanding what they get done, but they're, well, here's the thing advice for that? Here's the thing they, they could, because for a woman, every annual physical, it, it should be the full gamut of testing, but they're taught. So their college and the government that they are being. So here in Canada through OHIP, they yeah. are given certain what they're allowed to and what they're not. Yeah. They are only to sign off on a requisition if they understand what to do with the results. Mm-hmm. And a lot of doctors will be honest and say to you, I can order that, but I, yeah. I won't know how to support you if that comes back in. So that's when you go, fine, then just please run me the test. You can also, if they say no, then here's the other thing, ladies, this is the second step. So step one is you advocate for yourself. You know what to ask for. Step two is you say, okay, no problem. I will pay out of pocket to the lab to get all of those tests done. Okay. You can do that as well too. Like a full, a full lab of thyroid and everything, depending on what lab you're going to, is going to cost you $70 to the upwards of no more than $105. Oh, I had right? no idea. I would have thought you, it would have cost me thousands. So no, I no, no, yeah, it doesn't. The functional test. If you do a whole bunch of functional tests, like a Dutch test, depending on where you are, you're looking between four and $500. A GI map is fine. And like, that's our cost. That's the thing I want people to recognize too. We are not upcharging on, like I literally, the lab invoices me $497 plus tax for every GI map poop test. Yeah. It is invoice me. So it's like, you have to remember where we make our money as practitioners is on our time that we're charging you for in consults, all the emails, the follow-ups, the protocols. We're not making money on the test. That is literally just the cost of the test because it's all private. It's not yeah. subsidized. It's yeah. not, 
It's also not typically part of like what your company will cover for you. And this is where a lot of the coaching comes in with women where it's like, okay, I understand cost. I get it. It's our first thing we'll say as to why something's not available because it costs too much. Mm -hmm. But there's two sides to that. The first is what is you feeling better worth to you? If you are telling me you have been struggling for years, 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 and like you don't recognize yourself anymore and it's ruining your relationship and how you show up in your career. What is that worth to you? Or if you think it's affecting your ability to lose weight and you really want to lose weight, then let's go already. Let's figure it out so we can get this done. Yeah. Yeah, It's, um, you know, I've had those times too with certain things. And then I have to ask myself the yes and the no. Like if I'm willing to go and spend this on clothing or on a bag or on a dinner or on a bottle of wine or on whatever it is. Starbucks in the morning. Right. It's so, yeah, we do have to ask that. But anyways, pulling it back in. Um. I don't know how we got all the way over there, but the, we could it, probably talk for days, weeks, months about this yet. Mm-hmm, That's mm-hmm. why. Well, yeah. listen, I teach every Monday night, the women in the hormone pro for six months. I go deep with them just about hormones. Yes. So at the end of this, Jen, we're going to talk, we're going to um, talk to you about where people can reach out because of yeah. course they will want to reach out. Let's try to get through this list. <laughs> I got a whole list. Let's ah! go. Um, okay. So, uh, so what are hormones? How do they work? Um, they're all about messaging systems in your body. We talked about addressing them, balancing them signs and symptoms. So you did talk mm-hmm. about, so, so I'm wondering, do I have hormone issues? Um, how do I know? Well, okay. So this is a great question. And I think as women, it just becomes parallel with, I don't feel good. So it must be my hormones. So here's yeah. some, here's some like clarifying yeah. ways you can discern this. Okay. If all of your issues you have are gas, bloating, constipation, diarrhea, reflux, sourness, and inflammation, probably want to start with your gut and your hormones might be showing symptoms, but I guarantee you the root issue is we've got to go in and address what's going on in digestion first. Oh, I fucking love that because the whole program is all like on a baseline level addressing that. This is where people watch and it's like, you are doing the program. So this is where it's like, Do you have low stomach acid and need digestive enzymes? Do you have Mm -hmm. H. pylori, which more than 50% of the population is walking around with that? And I would tell you in our testing, at least eight out of every 10 women where we run a poop test have H. pylori. And that's going to be competing. H. pylori literally goes in and it's like HCL, hydrochloric acid and enzymes, you're mine. I'm going to go in and take you all. For for the people watching who are like, huh? (laughs) It's a bacteria, heliobacteria. So it, it, we all, we have loads of bacteria, parasites, yep. viruses in our body. That's mainly what we're made of, but yep. H pylori specifically impacts digestion and you can pick it up anywhere. You swap it through spit with the person you're kissing. You share a, you know, a cup a fork food. You can get it literally anywhere. Okay. Um, and so this is why like digestive enzymes, digestive bitters, those things can help to build up a line of defense. If you're somebody who, you know, you went away on a trip and you got sick and you picked up a parasite, you picked up a bug, those things don't just like, you know, poof, they're gone into thin air. They'll typically hang out behind the scenes. So working on your digestion, really, really, really important. If you have food sensitivities, if you're like, man, every time I eat this, I am mucusy the next day. I notice I get brain fog. I get an itchy throat. My digestion's off the next day. How about you just eliminate that food for the next three to four weeks, mm-hmm. try it again and notice, do those same symptoms come back? Sometimes yeah. it's the state that you're eating the food in. Maybe you can't digest it raw. So you need to have it sauteed. You need to have it roasted. You need to have it pureed, right? In a smoothie, Like the vegetables. A um, we suggest yeah. raw vegetables in the afternoon, but some people, they just can't. And yes, we can say add some enzymes, digest the bitters and all that. But at the end of the day, it's going to take some time to strengthen. So that's where we suggest people cook or steam or whatever. Yeah. Until you get to a place where you keep them off. And the other thing with that too, it's like, it doesn't mean forever. It doesn't mean you're never going to be able to have those. We just yeah. have to like take a breather you know, treat your body in a slightly different way. And that's very common, the inability to to digest the raw for the women who have had the chronic constipation and gas and bloating, because they probably have a little bit of SIBO, which is small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. Mm -hmm. So what's, and how you can know this too, is when we get gas, that's literally your body. Like I can't break this down 
So the food is sitting there and starts to ferment and putrefy and you off gas, you off gas methane, you off gas hydrogen. So if you're, if you're passing gas and you're like, oh my gosh, this smells like a sewer is coming out of me. That's, that's another key sign that there probably is something bacterial that you want to address. So huge because we do get people, obviously when you change your diet, right. Depending on what your diet was like before you come into this program, you're going to notice you're going to notice, but a lot of women do talk about gas, right? Obviously we are working on strength and digestion. If you add some new products and you might notice a change in that, but that's great insight to a lot of women are like, what's with all this, you know, gas, like what is that? So that can be a sign that you got something going on, right? Yeah. And some of the things too, and I will say now, again, I don't know the health history of the 20,000 women that are inside of this program, but if you do find that you are getting a lot of gas in that and you're you've tried the bitters and you're doing enzymes and you're like it it's something it's just not hitting the mark and you're not prepared to you know run a test and see what's actually going on you could try a couple simple things like you can try some oregano oil in capsule form oregano is very antimicrobial antibacterial Uh, berberine is another fantastic one that will support blood sugar and help with any of the kind of yeasty candida like critters going on in the body Mm -hmm. so you want to make sure I wouldn't be doing oregano liquid wise. That is a hot oil. <laughs> so, yeah. so St. Francis, the company you just picked up for the bitters, they have one of my favorite oregano oils. And again, so if you've got a lot of the, the gas, the smelliness, those types of things, it doesn't hurt a month. Try the oregano, be consistent, take it around meals. I like theirs as well too. Cause you won't be burping oregano up. Like you're not going to feel like you're burping up pasta sauce all day. Yeah, right. Um, but those are some things you could try to do as well. Awesome. So, okay. I was going to say, so digestion is first. So that that's how you can know, like, is it my gut or is mm. it my hormones? Yeah. When it's your hormones, hormones is your, your period is all over the map and you're having, you know, the breast tenderness, the cramping, the back ache, the clotting, the spotting, the heavy bleeding. When you are noticing that your thyroid is actually feeling like it is growing or it has a pulse, you might have nodules, you could have a goiter. If your hair is thinning and falling out, if you have, if you have acne, it's a double whammy. Acne is gut, well, it's triple. It's gut, liver, and hormones. They're all playing a role within that. Okay. Um, Again, messages from your body, everything your body reacts is just a message. There's so much information in that for you. Yeah. And our skin is a huge messenger because like we have pores for a reason. There are things that are meant to come in that we're meant to absorb. And then the body, this is one of our main eliminatory pathways. It's trying to push things out. So if those pathways are congested, your bum is congested. If your skin is congested, if you have a lot of excess body odor, if your lungs are congested, your body is trying to tell you like something is out of balance here. And so, um, the hormones are, are pretty specific things like that. The hormones as well too. So when we're talking about cortisol and we're talking about insulin, leptin, and ghrelin, those are like your four kind of big weight loss hormones, right? I mean, insulin's what's storing fat mm-hmm. and we need it. We, we, we need insulin. We need cortisol. These are healthy hormones, but when they get out of whack. So if your cortisol is jacked, like you are just stressed all the freaking time, your sleep is out of whack. You're On up edge. when it's, yeah. Like you're up when it's, you know, dark out, you're asleep when it's light out, like you're just all over the place. Um, the more cortisol you're pumping out, the more insulin your body's going to pump out because if you're awake, your body is like, Oh, we still need to pull some glycogen and some insulin. Like we still need fuel. Yeah. Right? Other women, it's the opposite where their cortisol is on the freaking floor. And those are the women that are like, I don't care anymore. Like yeah. I know I'm, I just, I don't have it in me. I am exhausted. Fucking done. And so this is another reason why testing appropriately is so important because you can be the woman that describes herself as feeling anxious and super stressed and being done. And a practitioner might think that means that they need to lower your cortisol when in fact you already have really low cortisol. And if we give you something like a cortisol manager to lower it, we're, we're actually making you worse. Well, you could guess or you could test. Guess or test. This is it. Guess or this test. is it. This is it. This is it. For some women here, they might not have the resources or might not be ready to invest. So you're going to be guessing, right? And then some of you are just going to like, let me just figure it out and go straight to source and like figure out what the fuck is going on with me. Exactly. And here's the thing. And this is why, this is why like there are a lot of free resources where if you don't have the funds right now to invest or it's something where you're like, you know what? 
in like six months, I can save enough to do this. It doesn't mean you can't do anything right now. Listen to the podcast, pay attention to certain feeds, YouTube. Mm -hmm. Like there's so much free information out there. And then when you're ready, and I would even say to women as well too, you know, like you don't want to be so overwhelmed in the journey that you don't get to benefit from it. So let yourself have a longer runway of starting to understand all the little bits and pieces. Cause we're talking about big stuff here. And for women who are like, I have never heard any of this. Yeah. She's probably like her head's ready to pop off. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm in one sense, I'm so excited because there's a conversation and there's things that we can do. In another sense, I'm just like, oh God, where do I start? Even okay, but try not to feel like that. I get it. I totally get it. But here's the thing, Gina, is that if we're not overwhelmed with the excitement and the possibility of what there still is to learn and to understand, we're never going to be uncomfortable enough to want to create change. Yeah, it's like weight loss. I exactly. Same, you know? same same page, same page. Okay. Let's talk about, can your diet, can the diet help? Can your diet help? A hundred freaking percent. Like literally what you put in your body is information to those messengers. Yeah. Your food is information and it's either building you up and supporting your health or it's holding you back. And it is the bottleneck in your health. Yeah. Yeah. A calorie is not a calorie. No, no, it is not. And so that's like, we were talking about like nutrient dense food and understanding. And this is what's so great in your program is because there's a theme to each week and you're playing around with like, how does my body do with having, you know, more protein in the morning versus carbohydrate? And then how does my body do if I only eat to like 80% satiety as opposed to 110%. How mm-hmm. does my body do with a bigger or smaller portion? How yeah. am I managing, you know, all this hydration coming in? It's so it's ladies, what I hope you take away from anything that you do is there's no actual rules. There are guides and blueprints, and it's up to you to take that information and try it in your body and then massage it in the way that it feels really good for you. Yes. Just all the yes. And I think women, we paralyze ourselves with needing mm-hmm. to do it all and expecting we should know it all and, you know, not doing it all. And then uh, so therefore I do nothing because yeah. I cannot. And I'm going to do it wrong. Ooh. And that's one thing like I love when you, you share in that is, you know, it's, you're living a regular life. You're enjoying, you're eating out, you're, you're traveling, you're doing those things. And you, you can't choose to park your life and put life on hold because you have this goal for your weight or for your body, you know, it's like, you don't want to be miserable in the process. And it's, you know, I always say to the women I work with, okay, like you, you ate the thing you had fun on the weekend. Awesome. Like lick your lips, enjoy it. And guess what? You're going to eat again. So you get to choose again. You get to choose again at your next meal. Right. I think we're waiting for this like day where all of a sudden we're going to wake up and I'm going to feel great. And that day ain't going to come unless you're making the choices and doing the things to help the body get to that place at the end of the day, you know? Okay. What about supplements to help? So food diet obviously plays a massive factor in this, which, you know, we put, obviously this is why this program is so great. This is obviously why we're talking to you because although this program is so great, some of you might need to investigate further, right? And we Mm -hmm. want to create options. And I know so many women have questions about that. So diet can help. What about supplements? to help should you know what's your advice on that yeah so first full of them but i'm gonna like be a rando go in there talk to someone who may may or may not be knowledgeable i don't know what the heck right so i would say there are like baseline foundationals and then there's going to be the specifics depending on what you're going through i love that yeah so those those foundationals are things like magnesium like a hundred percent. And you've had Paul on tons and he is so fantastic at explaining the different types of magnesium and how you would use it. So magnesium, a really good quality B complex for women is essential because those B vitamins, your nervous system, your adrenals, your thyroid, they are literally moving through those B vitamins, like as fast as you can snap your fingers and they're water soluble. So we need to be replenishing with them. So really good quality B complex daily, very important. Some women might need a little bit of additional B12 or B6 depending on what's going on, but I would really commit to a couple months of a good quality B complex, see how you feel and then go from there. For for people watching though, uh, we do have that on our secondary supplement list. So if you did want to add that in now, you could absolutely add that in. It's on our secondary list. We'll be talking about that in another few weeks, but okay. 
And really important when you start taking B vitamins, remember they're water soluble. So your urine is going to be like the color of this highlighter. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and that is normal. It doesn't mean it's not working. No, it's yeah. water soluble. When you are taking supplements, your urine is not going to be clear and it shouldn't be. Yeah. Okay. Because I think so, myth is like, because, because supplements have been given such a bad rap and, mm. you know, and, and for a reason, um, but so many people have been taught to believe that if their pee is, is that it's not working, that it's just not absorbing. Oh. And that, that's not the truth. That's not and true. listen, if your pee is clear, that's an issue. You're demineralizing if you have completely clear urine. So you need to be careful. There should be a tinge, right? There should be a tinge to your urine. You'll also smell your supplements in your urine, which is also, that's normal. Okay. Vitamin D is the next one. So vitamin D is actually truly not a vitamin. It's a, it's a steroid hormone Mm. and it's fat soluble. So the way you take your vitamin D, I don't like taking it in pills or capsules. I really like it as a liquid, like an emulsion. Um, So vitamin D is important. The other thing is your omega threes. Very anti-inflammatory. So for those women who have the breast tenderness, the headaches, the joint pain, the inflammation, that means there's a higher level of prostaglandin activity in your body and omega-3s go in and are like, just calm down. So those are really important as well. And then I really do like something that is either like a greens powder or a juice plus or like food base. I don't love multivitamins to be honest. Yeah, no, Um, no. I really, I really don't. So a powder in your smoothie or in your water, something like that can be helpful for some women, especially those who have digestive difficulty. Mm. I like tinctures, emulsions, and powders because we get to bypass the gut. We're not giving it extra work to break something down. So it's literally going to get into your blood and into your lymph and into where it needs to go. Yeah. And so this is going to cause confusion because I am not a fan of the protein shakes. This is, this is a little different. I mean, there is a time and a place for protein where you want to get that easy protein right now in the beginning, we do want to make our bodies work hard, but this is sort of that disconnect in terms of what are you looking at? So something like greens, greens plus is like, it's like, it's like a powdered vitamin and mineral kind of nutrients type of thing. It's giving you higher phytonutrients and antioxidants. Yeah. So it's good. And where protein powders come in is they're good there to me, a protein powder is like a healthy fast food. It's the, it's the bridge that can help if there is a gap, right? So if you're somebody where you're like, like I'll have like seven hours of clinical practice back to back some days. And I'm like, I can't, I don't, I can't get a fork in. So, but I can get a straw in. Yeah. Right. So that's where, or if women are really struggling who, who are not used to eating the amount of protein that their bodies require, you can get an extra 20 grams in there. That being said, we want to make sure we're chewing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we do. You know, real yeah. food. You can be drinking all of our food at the end of the day. Um, I where am I for time here? Um, menopause. So we, we, let's talk to the women who no longer have their cycles. Yeah. Do they need mm-hmm. to be concerned with hormones? Like, what do they do? Are they just done with it? Like, no, no. So what happens when you go into menopause is your ovaries take their final bow. They stop producing estradiol in the amount that is needed, and you're not ovulating anymore. So those mm-hmm. follicles aren't getting ripened on the ovaries. You're not releasing an egg. You're not producing progesterone on your own anymore. Right. You are still producing some hormones. And here's the thing is when we go into menopause, the ovaries, they're, they're like, thank you very much. We're, we're done here. And now the adrenals and the thyroid really need to step up. So this is why the adrenal care is so important because your adrenals are producing hormones. Remember well, what if your thyroid's already trashed by the time you hit menopause, then what do you do? Well, it's okay. <laughs> we can, there's lots of ways to support that, but this is where like Support does not mean only taking your Synthroid support Mm -hmm. would mean you're taking your Synthroid and then you are stacking up other health habits and other probably supplements like selenium is probably needed. Mm -hmm. Mitochondrial support is needed, those kind of things. So don't feel like, oh my gosh, like I'm 15 years post-menopause. None of this is going to be applicable to me. Absolutely not true. Absolutely yeah, not true. Or, or you're menopausal, so you're just ready to shrivel up and die. Yeah. Like, and so it. your body's on its way out. You're done. You're getting not old, at all. Not body, at all. Deal with it. And you're still producing other hormones. So it's your estrogen and progesterone that, that really are impacted the most at menopause. Testosterone as well, too, starts to drop, but you are still producing DHA, cortisol, insulin, your thyroid hormones, your leptin, your ghrelin. There's so much that's still happening and going on. And that's another area of I mean, miseducation is that women are just taught like 
just move along now in life. Like menopause has happened. There's nothing for you. Just shave your beard and buy bigger pants. Right. Um, Some women are really good candidates for bioidentical hormone replacement therapy as well. Okay. I want to talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. So this is, and this is, you have to go and get testing done to understand what are your current levels? Because you don't want to just be given a run of the mill basic, you know, follow the, the, the general recommendation of milligrams and it's how you take it because some practitioners are going to do pellets, which I'm not a fan of. Some are going to do oral where it's your, some are going to do patches. Some are going to do cream. Some are going to do injections. Some are going to do a combination. Okay. So this is definitely, if you're a woman where you're like, I, and here's the thing of when not everyone needs bioidenticals, but if you are the woman where you are just like, I literally turned this age or my period stopped. And within six months, everything changed for me. Like I can't sleep. I can't get up. I'm anxious all the time. I can't lose the weight. You have like just the laundry list of everything going on. I would highly recommend that you invest working with a practitioner who specializes in bioidentical hormone therapy. What would that be called? It's not going to be called anything other than a functional practitioner. You're going to have to reach out and say, do you do bioidentical hormone replacement therapy? So here's the thing, both anywhere in the world, like a naturopath is not trained in bioidenticals. They have to go do an additional licensing mm-hmm. functional medicine dog. Everyone has to go and do additional licensing or additional education because this is prescription. Now you're not like in the U S you could walk into your CVS and go and buy DHA over the counter. It's mm-hmm. illegal in Canada. It oh. depends on where you live. So, you know, that's a bigger conversation. If you go to your doctor, um, they're going to prescribe hormone replacement therapy, which is not bioidentical. And the difference thank you, is bioidentical hormone replacement therapy takes the individual woman, her individual levels, her individual needs, and uses a compounding pharmacy to customize the amount of hormone you're given. When okay. you're working in the uh, allopathic or Western medicine, it, it, there's a preset amount. This is what we start women on. Then we just see how you do. We type you get hormones, up. you get hormones, you get hormones. It's you the get Oprah. Hormones. Hormones yeah. yeah. So it's like when you're younger as a woman, it's the pill. When you're older as a woman, it's either thyroid medication, antidepressant, or it is hormone replacement. That's when you say it out loud, right? When you say it out loud, it's just so ridiculous. Um, well, and the other side of it is it's like when you hit the perimenopausal age, The other thing is then you're also presented oftentimes with like, well, let's just do an ablation. Let's just go in with a laser and and cauterize and burn off the lining or let's do partial or full hysterectomy. That was my next question. Like, seriously, like that's the best we have to offer women. Like to me, it's bullshit, like straight up. That is, and because I see it every day in practice, I watch my mentors and my colleagues, like I watch so many women be rescued from so many of these unnecessary interventions and yeah, it's, it's maddening. So what does a woman do who has a hysterectomy? Where is she at with all of this? Well, if she's had a complete hysterectomy where they've taken her ovaries, then she's been pushed into menopause. If she still has her, so there's partial and there's radical hysterectomy. So partial, they will leave the ovaries. Um, so she still is producing some hormones, um, but there's a main artery from those, those um, ovaries and fallopian tube to the uterus. So she's going to peter out within a couple of years after that. If she's had everything taken out, she is put into early menopause. So she needs support right away. Yeah. Not, not let's wait when you get symptoms. Let's give you the support now. Let's create a foundation so that you can like, you know, jog your way into this instead of slamming your way into this. Yeah. And I think that's why hormones are so, such a conversation is because we, we are so broken down. We're so neglected mm-hmm. and then the hormones, like this, or we start changing and then we're so broken down, which is why they have such a big impact on us. Whereas if we yeah. just would have been like, you know, managing along the way, we wouldn't have all this happening all at the same time. It feels yeah. like right? Yeah. Okay. So, um, I wanted to talk quickly about how women who maybe are on hormone um, replacement therapy, who like that's you're on it, but you're not feeling great. 
right? right. Then the, then that's where you've got to, there are other options, right? Like I want to get that across. There's so many women thinking that they're addressing their hormones, but it's on such a base level that, that that doesn't mean that there aren't other things for them to do. Yeah. And this is, again, comes back to if you're on any hormone replacement therapy, so whether it is, so thyroid medication is, is hormone replacement okay. therapy yeah, okay? yeah, and hormone replacement therapy you need to have regular testing to make sure your body is still responding and using what you are on. So we, I run Dutch testing for every woman who's on hormone replacement therapy, because we need to see how your body is breaking down the hormones coming in your system. Yeah. And this is, yeah. But I just want to cut you off. If someone has thyroid issues, chances are the rest of their hormones are all Yeah. And it's one of those things of like, what's first the chicken or the egg? Was it the thyroid and like maybe years of these slow kind of quiet symptoms creeping up and then the stress of the thyroid is what created the other issues or were there Mm. other issues going on that taxed the thyroid? Mm -hmm. And again, this is why spending time with a practitioner and you have to start to talk it out. And for women, it's like, we don't realize what we've gone through until we start to hear our own voice or someone asks us something. And then we're like, Oh, I did not put those together. Like say it out loud. That's what I'm saying. When you say it out loud, you're like, oh. Yeah. Yeah. It's I do these really cool AMAs, these ask me anything's with ladies on the first Monday of every month in our in our hormone group. And it's like still every Monday, the ladies are like, oh my gosh, I didn't, I didn't think that that time or that thing, or why have I never been asked this before? And it's just we just need to keep talking. That is the whole yeah. point. We have to keep talking. Yeah. Or to be like, oh, my hormones are fine, but you're on, you're on thyroid medication. <clears throat> or here's the other thing is like, stop giving your power away to the, the physician, the practitioner, the medication and like participate. Mm. You, you can't just be like, well, I'm, I'm so taking the medication. Do. I'm doing, nothing's working. Okay. You're swallowing the pill every day, but are you going to bed? Are you eating? Are you going for a walk? Are you like having an orgasm? Are you like, you know, it's, you you maximize your efforts all around. I talk about this a lot in the group. There's following the food plan and drinking your water or taking the few supplements. And then there's like checking in with your doctor and getting your blood work done and and factoring Mm -hmm. in your stress and your sleep and your this and your that and all the things and hormones really are no different. One more question before we go. What is the deal with soy? Like, is that so old? This is like like the Pandora's box. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Okay. So how do I answer this quickly? I don't hate soy. I I really don't. It's the type and the form. So if you're going to have soy, organic, non-GMO, water washed, fermented, that is what's important. Now we are talking about all different types of women. So I'm, I'm not concerned if women have a thyroid issue and they're having a little bit of soy in there. I would have you put it in the first half of your cycle in the follicular half of the cycle. Um, If you're menstruating still for postmenopausal women, soy is rich in isoflavins and phytoestrogens that can actually be very supportive for her body. And so again, it's, I'm not telling you to go and eat tofu and edamame and a soy protein powder every day but start to, you can rotate it into your diet. Now, the the one caveat and the fear for women is if there is a history of estrogen dominant cancer in their family. Okay. And I will tell you, I still am not like on the no train for that because there's a lot of research and studies that show that the phytoestrogens from the soy actually bind to the estrogen receptor sites to prevent excess chemical. Okay. Now, if a woman is on something like tamoxifen or she's on an anti-estrogenic following like oncology, like she's had chemotherapy, mm-hmm. that, that is something that I'm not going to give you a general recommendation on. You need to work with your team and ask your team specifically about that. But soy is not the devil. Okay. It is <laughs> if you're having processed soy and I'm not a fan of soy milk because that is actually really highly filtered and processed unless okay. you're going to the market and buying, which if you can go to an Asian supermarket, they have the best quality non-GMO soybeans okay. and you can make your own milk really easy. Okay. 
Uh, love that. Um, I'm going to ask one more question. I know I'm watching the time, but I have you. So I want to ask cycle syncing your period. So when people follow the program, make changes in their diet, their site that your period comes early, late. It's so typical yeah. of making changes in your diet. Also very typical of seasons. It happens in the winter to spring and the fall to the summer to fall. I find cycles. I think women just aren't paying attention sometimes. Mm -hmm. um, can you talk about how that's a real thing and just quickly about cycle syncing? And then I promise <laughs> I'll let you go. <laughs> so this is, this is a whole nother, uh, like it I just is. I just taught for two hours on this yesterday. So it's yeah. a whole nother. And I have an entire um, membership setting program called Synced, which everything I teach for exercise is for women geared on the different phases of either her, her menstrual cycle or the mm -hmm. moon. So yeah. I teach it in a way for menstruating women as well as postmenopausal and postpartum as well too. Um, okay. So we, I, I said in the beginning, we're never the same. This is like, I'd love to come back on and talk specifically about these phases and cycle syncing because it's yeah. such a juicy topic yeah, and fun. it's going to help women feel so much more aware and empowered. So for now, what I would say is we put a pin in that is please yeah. start tracking, mm. start to track and become more aware of when do you get your period? Was it later early? What was the, the cycle? Like all of those things, okay. um, it, it, that is such a huge tool. Give you insight into where your body's at. Yeah. I know women are going to ask me to add it to my app, my new app. <laughs> Can we track our periods? Which we're thinking about it. We're thinking about maybe adding it in, but it is important to know what is happening in your body and even mm -hmm. more important to know what you can do about it. Um, all of this month over on your, is it your Instagram? Or you yeah, it's my Instagram. It's Jen Pike. Yeah. Every day is hormones. Okay. Yeah. Because first of all, um, Jen is a very busy woman and, um, definitely check her out. If you're interested in contacting her, she, you know, you can through, through, um, well, I'll add her contact information to this yeah. post, but she will not be coming in and spending time and answering personal questions. Um, although no doubt you would love to, you don't have the time to do that, but I would definitely follow her over on Instagram, um, reach out. She's got some great programs. Also, you, you've been, you're working on sort of tailoring a lot of our, a lot of our members go and see you and you were talking mm -hmm. about specifically about putting something together for their needs. We actually created a specific uh, Livy Loser package and that is what it's called. And we only offer it to the women that are in, well, because you have such a great community and your women are yeah, so like, you know, like even this week coming on, I, I didn't even know some of these women were and they're like, oh, we saw you're coming on and just connecting. And it's just so awesome. And yeah. so we want to support that. And we understand that, you know, it's to go fully in the hormone project for some is just like, it's too much right now. So we yeah. created a custom package where we can offer testing and offer support for your women specifically. Okay. And then we also offer free wellness advisor calls with our team so that you can get on the phone and talk about, these are my symptoms. This is what's going on is like, and I, cause I only want to work with the women that I know we can help. I don't, yeah. don't want to sign you into something and then be like, this is out of our scope. Like we, Same, we I'm not into convincing people to do anything at all providing and sharing. That's what I'm a hundred percent. So it's been, it's been the most beautiful addition to the company. Um, I hired a whole team to be able to do these calls. It has helped me get to know the women we're working with so yeah. much better. Yeah. And so you can book a free call. You can message us hello at jenpike.com. You can DM me and we will get back to you. And you can, these are like 45 to 60 minute calls where we literally just hold space for you to tell us what has been going on. And if yeah. we can't help you, I have a whole network of colleagues that we will refer you out to. I love that. And I mean, this is why I love you. And I love Dr. Paul is just you're so freely sharing and giving information. Like, you you know, I come from the school of wanting to actually help and it's so few and far between these days. Yeah. People are always having an angle, you know? Um, and this is what I love about you. We are absolutely going to have Jen back. Everybody, we will add her uh, information where you can follow her on Instagram, Facebook, and, and reach out to her if you are interested in working with her, with her um, as well. Uh, Jen, thank you so much. Like, Yeah, honestly, thank you. Thanks for having me again, Gina. So good. Let me also remind you guys that we have turned this we'll be, we'll be turning this into a podcast available on Acast, Spotify and Apple so you will be able to share it with your friends because so many people will ask after our conversations can I share this I know so many women Absolutely. who would benefit and everything in the group is private so when we turn this into a podcast you'll be able to do that um Jen honestly ugh, I got goosebumps so important oh, thanks such, Gina such an amazing conversation until I see you again which will be in the next few weeks uh, keep an eye out for the poster uh, Jen is going to be back and we're going to continue this conversation thank you so much for joining thanks everyone for watching you. if you are thanks, if, uh, if you want to review again check out the podcast but we'll also store it in the guide so you can give it a second view bye everyone have a great day thanks Jen bye 
Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 